You are listening to Breaking the Fourth Wall on Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Yo. Huh? I just hit record. Alright. Got the music playing. It's so great that we open our shows trying to let music play and while we do it, we talk over it. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Volume's all the way up. Are you ready? Yep. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting episode of the number one podcast you never heard of Breaking the Fourth Wall. I'm your host, Chris Wilde, and with me is my co-hosts, Mike Amadeus-Thorne and Brian Hayden, welcoming him for the first time. Guys, say hello to the audience and tell them what you think or don't think. Hi, hi, hi! (laughs) Hello, I don't think. Hello, you don't think? That's why you're on this program. Exactly, you don't think you don't have anything to think with or about, or what? (laughs) All right, tonight we're going to start off uh, having a little fun. It is the uh, 12th of July. It is our second episode. So uh, our first episode, all three people who listened to it really liked it. So I guess we're going to be continuing on with this. All um, three people? I thought it was 17. 17 actually liked it. That's what I've seen. Well, okay, yeah, 17 liked it, but three actually listened to it, and I think I'm talking to the other two. Probably. <laughs> This is bad. This is really, really, really bad now. All of a sudden, I'm not happy now. Yeah, we all got to start somewhere. That's yeah, it. you do. So, I'm daring to assume that we're going to attempt to make this an actual uh, continuous podcast. Uh, I guess the trial date is already over on uh, episode two here, uh, right. which after. Much debate with both you guys, I guess, is going to be, it's 80s night. You know, we're going to talk about old, obscure 80s movies, and in light of the new Ghostbusters movie, I guess we're going to be having a little conversation about uh, reboots, and whether they should or should not reboot certain movies, and what movies should they reboot if they ever do. I'll go ahead and... I'll go ahead and pass this one off first and foremost to uh, Mr. Brian Hayden here. Uh, there you go. Give, give us your most obscure but absolutely love 80s movie. or It doesn't even have to be 80s. Just a movie that wasn't necessarily mainstream, wasn't exactly like critically acclaimed, but it's just one of your guilty pleasures. Uh, Cobra with uh, Sylvester Stallone. What was that? <laughs> Which one? Cobra by Sylvester from Sylvester Stallone. Okay. All right. And when you see a lot of reviews, a lot of people don't seem to appreciate it, but I never had a problem with it. And watching Stallone try to be this tough as nails up in his early years was quite entertaining. <laughs> that was back in the day when all Stallone uh, characters kind of seemed pretty much the same, no matter what the movie, unless it was Rocky, because that was the only time he was a little different. And I think that was only the speech impediment. I think that was just a speech impediment, you know, to try to make it sound like a Philly accent. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Thorne. All right. Hey, we got a caller coming in. It's a... Yeah, here. No, we don't. No, it's, <laughs> it's Hal's phone. So, uh, all right, Thorne. 
I was all happy for a second. Uh, all right, Thorne, uh, how about you? What's your 80s obscure guilty pleasure or just my, obscure in general? My guilty pleasure? Huh. Well, let me think about that. I can't think too much. Um, hold on, I think the check engine just came on. Um, to your brain or the car? Yes. <laughs> A little bit of both. Um, guilty pleasure, I mean... I really don't know because I'm not like I haven't really given much major thought. Let's just go with uh, let's go for Back to the Future. You know why? I go Back to the Future Ghostbusters. All right. It's a mainstream. It went all the way. Now they're rebooting it, and I like the the cast of it. Like the female is fine, but the cast members, eh, not so much. So obviously he wants to go right into the. Uh... Meat and potatoes of this meal. Hell yeah! Well, you want to see? Uh, yeah, I can see. I can see your meat and potatoes. Put the, put that away as a family show. Hey hey. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Hayden, what do you feel about this new Ghostbuster movie that just released with an all-female cast? Well, I got to be careful what I say because you know, as soon as you put down the movie, you're automatically a woman hater. So, <laughs> but uh. Truthfully, it, it's it's just a matter of I know there's going to be way too much slapstick than what the original movie was, so my interest in it, like I might go see it, but I'm not going to be all all happy of here going in thinking it's going to be the greatest thing ever. They, I'll give them that. Well, I think I think that's what I think that's what we all pretty much guessed on. I mean, look, I. I was against the movie from, from Gate. When when they first talked about rebooting Ghostbusters, I thought, it really doesn't need it. You know what I mean? But as long as they do it tastefully, I guess that's okay. But then they announced the all-female cast, and I thought, okay, that's a little different. What about Peter Vakeman and, and Ray and Egon? What about those characters? You know, are they going to be female characters? Or, you know, a, as the story progressed. When they started announcing the uh, the cast, that's where my interest completely waned. You know, was it, it wasn't it wasn't the fact that it was an all female cast, but it was who they cast in those roles that completely right. turned me off. I despise Melissa McCarthy. There is nothing she has done that has been funny or entertaining in any way, shape, or form. Mike and Molly, that heist movie, they were all the same thing, just a loud, obnoxious person thinking she's hilarious when she's not. Uh, I'm sorry, I was turned off from Gate. However, I'm a, I'm a Ghostbuster fan. Of course I'm going to go see the movie. I haven't seen it yet, I'm going to go see it. But I don't have high hopes for it. You know, and, and my main reason for not having high hopes is I just, I, I have no confidence in the cast. If they would have cast four other women, like, off the top of my head, say, Tina Fey in the main role, I'd have a lot more interest because, to me, Tina Fey is entertaining. You know? What do you guys think? Yeah, I can see another Tina Fey bit going on it probably would work that's why i was saying earlier you know i'll probably go see the movie too but i'm not looking at you know going in with open arms thinking this is going to be 
and you know Shakespeare. I'm not even gonna worry about seeing it. I'm just gonna wait for DVD, like I always do, because I'm just cheap. But um, <laughs> if I hear like, "Oh my God, it's the greatest movie ever," then I might maybe spend the ten dollars. But otherwise, DVD. DVD. Some movies though that wait for DVD on saw it on DVD and really wish I would have gone to the theater for it. What are you going to do? Name one off the top of your head. <laughs> I love you. You know exactly what I'm going to say, too. Uh, I know which one you're going to say as I drink I from mean, my Vader cup. What happened? You see it? Does that look like a Vader cup to you? No, I said as I drink from my Vader cup. <laughs> oh, your Vader cup. I need to look up. Sorry. <laughs> Guess what? Look up. Two words for you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, that this weekend has really made me start thinking about reboots and it seems like Hollywood has been doing that a lot lately. And what's even more sad about it, besides the release of like Ghostbusters, there was also the announcement of a possible reboot of, uh, back to the future. And I think, there he is, you know, so this is another one of them movies where I'm just like, uh, no, (laughs) the trilogy was done in such a way Michael J. Fox Christopher Lloyd they gave such classic performances leave the movie alone I don't even want a sequel whether off a prequel to to Back to the Future you know it's it's perfect I understand what you're saying and I actually 80% to 90% agree with you with the Back to the Future thing but now are you trying to say a prequel to it or are you trying to say a sequel to it I'm saying I don't want anything. I, I think the I think the trilogy is fine the way it is. I yeah, think dude. I think it. Uh, I mean, you could argue the point like Back to the Future Two. The future is supposed to be you know October of last year, but right. when the movie was made back in 1985, 1990, that was the possible future for its science fiction comedy uh, concept. I think it's absolutely fine to be left alone. I don't think it should be rebooted. I don't think... There's no reason for a prequel because the first Back to the Future was when Doc Brown actually created the damn time machine. Yeah, you, know? you can't prequel something that's already been prequeled. Yeah, exactly. And a they sequel... And a sequel just makes no sense. What, are they going to tell the story of Doc Brown's kid driving, kids driving around that, uh, that time machine steam engine from 1885? You know what? Don't be down. They might actually do something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to kill another franchise, please, by all means. Hayden, right. what do you think? That's all Hollywood's been doing recently is just throwing crap at the wall and hoping it sticks. So it wouldn't surprise me if they went that route. <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some franchises out there that, or, or, or movies in general, that could use a reimagining or could be nice to, to be rebooted or or even have a sequel all these years later uh one of the biggest rumors and 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 all being like the goonies all these years later possibly getting you know a sequel um how are you gonna sequel that after 30 years how are you gonna sequel that <laughs> majority of the cast is still alive well, that's for one okay the cast is all still alive so they gotta go back and trying to find ship that's 30 40 50 years old seriously no, but I'm pretty sure it would tell the story of their children uh, still living in the goondocks. And sorry, excuse me, I got a little cough right there. I, I would imagine. I mean, I'm not the writer. What do I know? You know, but I, I could I can more imagine a, a sequel 
30 years later to the Goonies than I can a reboot to Back to the Future. All right. What if they read the Brady Bunch or Partridge Family? What's that? What if they read... <laughs> Brian ducked his head. They're like, no, no. Well, if they already did the Brady Bunch, they had the Brady Bunch movie. You're right. That was way back in when. Uh, oh yeah, I don't care. I watch it. <laughs> I it was okay as a kid. So was the Partridge Family okay as a kid? But um, yeah, leave it alone. It's like Maniac Cop. Thirty of them. Enough. Friday the 13th, enough, dude. I, you gotta see this. Hold on. And never mind, she's a little. <laughs> this is a podcast, Thorne. They can't, know, so they like, can't see what we can see. It's a podcast. You can't see nothing. That's right. They can't see what we can see, which might keep us out of trouble with some of our uh, significant others. Um, all right. Wait till first. Well, here's, here's the question There's so many movies out there that have, whether they were great or not great, there's so many movies out there that. May have been had like a one and done. Uh, I know I'm kind of on a Steven Spielberg kick right now, but one of the ones I could think of is like Jaws. There, there's a great one. Would you ever want to see a reboot of yes. Jaws, and why? Yes. All right. If you're, I want to see what your reason is first. If you look like you have a reason, um, ready to go to see a reboot of Jaws or a remake, however you want to word it. Right. Oh me. Yeah, you. Give that look in your in your eyes. So I want to see what you got to say. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, they already buried it with the, the stupid sequels, but mm-hmm. I appreciate with the original Jaws uh, that they tried to use the animatronics and everything. I mean, it didn't work, but it wound up working out later. Little did they know. But whatever whatever Jaws remake they could possibly make now would just be a CGI shit fest. No pun in you. Sorry to use that language. I. Truly believe only because like I'm not a CGI nut job, but Jaws movies I truly did enjoy them, and as long as it doesn't look like Sharknado, then cool. <laughs> Sharknado one through twenty, all of them are horrible. Yeah, all your Hillbilly uh, Hillbilly nine hundred two one zero guys in it, they they're horrible. Then they're horrible today. There's nothing about them. All the people that have been blackballed from Hollywood, Tara Reid. Ian, whatever, whoever these people are, they're the ones in these pathetic movies because, well, they can't go anywhere else. But if you were to take Jaws and reboot it, I think it would work. Only because of the cinematronics and everything else, it's, you know, today, whatever, they may enjoy that. They're enjoying Sharknado, they'll enjoy Jaws. Well, That's ten times better. I mean, um, I'm kind of on the fence with it. I, I'm kind of right in between you guys here because... Actually, really up top on my phone. I'm on the bottom of mine, but uh, hey, 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 leave that alone. I see you laughing uh, over there. <laughs> I, I just <laughs> don't put it out there. That's how I got three kids. Um, with Jaws, it is a masterpiece of cinematography. Okay, uh, Bruce the shark, yes, did not work. That's why three quarters of the movie he wasn't in it, except for just this ominous being in the water and you were lucky if you saw a fin, you know? Um, and I think that kind of added to the suspense of the movie. You didn't see the shark. You didn't know until they were finally hunting it. And the first time you see it, like going underneath the, uh, the, the orca that you were like, Holy shit, that shark is huge. 
You know what I mean? Um, History of the unknown. Exactly. And and I think I think as a period piece, I mean, Jaws was done in 1975, and I think it was set in the early 70s, time wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think it should be rebooted simply because I think that adds to its nostalgia in its own right. Because uh, it was based off of Peter, Peter Benchley's that's, book. That's the word I could think of, nostalgia. When Earlier when we talked? Yeah, yeah. The word, that's the word, nostalgia. Leave it alone, don't touch it, leave it, nostalgia, leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Now, now, as far as like getting younger audiences to pay attention to it, I could possibly see, I don't even want to use the term reboot, but maybe a reimagining where you take away the uh, robotic shark, and I know I'm going to get shot in the foot by the listeners here, but uh, if we could have something a little bit more realistic, but maybe something similar to, like, Deep Blue Sea-type look of sharks, where they weren't, like, overly CGI, even though they were CGI, you know what I mean? Especially if you left it in uh, where the shark showed up like it did in the movie where it was very minor. The rest of the time you just watched barrels float and uh, boats getting trashed and blood spewing up. I think I think at least that would be tasteful. But if they did it, who would play Quint or, or Chief Brody or or uh, Hooper? Uh, that's a mighty fine question. I never actually... There's too many actors out there, young and old, that you can put those roles on. Uh, well, in this politically correct, diverse day and age, would you would you change any of the characters to either be a woman or maybe somebody of ethnicity? See, that only pisses people off. When you're a diehard fan of something and you reboot it, and hypothetically you put, like, I say Peter Ben, let's go back to Ghostbusters real fast, only because that's the only names I know. Okay. You know, um, if you had said Peter Bateman's character is now, oh, it's a girl, so it's Patricia Bateman. Uh, no, I don't think so. If you're going to write it, write it correctly. So with Jaws, um, I don't know what their characters' names are, so I know Richard Dreyfuss and the other guy uh, being in there, so I really sound like an asshole right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know who I'd pick. I really don't. Who would you put in those roles to be a complete jackass and a scientist or whatever he was? <clears throat> he was. Um, in reference to the animatronics and um, all the CGI stuff, look at Transformers. Ah, <laughs> uh, you had to invoke it. <laughs> what about? Uh, I'm putting it out there. I'm putting it out there. I love Transformers movies. I thought they were great. Storyliners, you forget that. I'm about the movie itself for what it was. It was a hell of a Chevy Camaro commercial, I'll tell you that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> GM definitely paid for most of that movie. Oh it's not the whole God. thing. GM had everything. Well, dude, they get the bailout, so why not play out some money for a movie that's going to make millions or that's... billions? You know what? The first Transformers movie absolutely pissed me off. Simply because Jazz was like one of my favorite characters in the cartoon. He was like one of the <laughs> first Transformers I ever got as a kid, you know, the original right. toys. And. Megatron ripped him in half in the first fight he was in. That's... Well, you know, Bumblebee wasn't... That's a, that was a major, major, major serious disappointment in the whole thing. I didn't want to go... I didn't want to see Major... You know, like, I remember something. But, um... That was a disappointment. What was? Bumblebee being a Camaro? Or yeah. how little yeah. he was involved? 
Well, you know the story no, of why he was a Camaro, Camaro, don't you? With the whole why? Uh, from what I read, when they were first uh, pitching the first Transformers movie, they were going to make him a '70s Volkswagen Beetle, which okay. is what he was in the cartoon and the comic books and everything else. Right. Uh, Volkswagen said, "There's only one way we would let that happen." is if you showcase him only as the 70s because we don't want him to be... Because they, they knew the concept. He wasn't supposed to be able to talk, right? He was kind of beat up from fighting all the time. Right. They said they didn't want him to be their new Volkswagen. Chevy's yeah. like, well, we got a concept Camaro. And that's how, that's how uh, Bumblebee became a Camaro in the movie was because Chevy turned around and said, hey... We'll let him be a 70s Camaro, and then you can transform him into this nice, beautiful, brand new, never been seen, you know, car. And actually, that's why when Bumblebee was in the used car lot being sold by the uh, late, great uh, uh, Bernie Mac, Mac uh, he was parked next to a yellow Volkswagen Beetle, and he smashed the shit out of that car. <laughs> that was the whole entire inner joke because it was basically a fuck you to Volkswagen for not wanting to work with the movie. That makes sense, actually. So an inner joke shoot, mm -hmm. and you didn't even know it unless you knew the... The, the backstory, the yeah. Laws. Well, see, I, this, before I even thought about doing a podcast about movies and, and pop culture... Um, I looked that up because, like you, I was like, why is Bumblebee a Camaro? <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, Hayden, who, who would you cast in, in the new Jaws? Can anybody fit Robert Shaw, Roy Scheider, or, or uh, Richard Dreyfuss' roles? Those three guys, they played those roles so well. I don't think anybody could fit those shoes, honestly. They were just well cast and well act, too well acted. I don't know. As long as we don't get another whiner ass Mike Brody, mm. <laughs> the kid. Mm. <laughs> I see. I see Thorne giving me a look like, wait, I don't know the characters. Which one's Mike? <laughs> All right. Well, um, in part three. All right, we're 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 dogging we're dogging the hell out of classic movies and and saying no to reboots and possible reboots. Another one that has been rumored forever and it's been on and off is and I'm completely against this. And Thorne, you've known me since high school. You know I've been a major major fan of this franchise for years. Uh, so you know I'm completely against it. Is uh, the reboot of the Crow? What? What? They want what to re they want to reboot the Brandon Lee classic, The Crow. No, leave it alone. Don't touch it. That that's exactly my point. But I don't think we need to go into that because it keeps going on and off. Like they talk about they're going to do it, they they're set to do it. They had a director ready to do it, and the director backed out, and the movie disappeared, and now there's talks of it again. Well, you know what. Not for nothing, because I'm a huge GNR fan. I love Guns N' Roses to dearly, and I've been watching the YouTube. Like, you've been telling me all the concerts going on. Um, they kept on saying, Axel will never get his head out of his own ass, and it'll never happen. And look at it today. They're touring. Did you see doing... Did you see in Cincinnati where uh, where the original drummer, Steven Adler, came out and played two songs with him? I didn't see that one. I saw one... Um, where he had was first in his throne thing with the lights around it. 
Okay. I can't remember what town that was in. Uh, I just kind of clipped on a couple of different ones. But um, when he was pretty much running around, I saw the one where he was running around and trying to catch his breath to sing Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, dude, relax. What, how old are you now? Hey, you don't do your anymore. Hey, you know what? Let, let's be fair to Axel. He, he packed on a few pounds. He's got a couple of years on him. The listeners can't see us, but I can see all of us, and ain't none of us have any room to pick on Axel Rose and what weight he's put I have on. Not. I, pick on Axel Rose. I give Axel Rose a thousand percent credit, <laughs> and my heart is bleeding for the fact that I can't go to the concert. I want to go so bad, I can't go. Isn't it tonight? The... Isn't it tonight? They're in Pittsburgh. Well, I don't know whether that's not. I know it's the fourteenth. They're here, but otherwise, I you know. I'm hoping the guy can get as close to maybe hear them with the Uber or the Lyft, and maybe like drive somebody close. Yeah, I'm an Uber. Yeah. I'm I'm not advocating this to anybody whatsoever, but I'm pretty damn sure somebody will have a hidden camera and record that show and have it on YouTube. So, oh hell yeah! Worst case scenario, we'll see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if not, we've seen every other concert from all these other towns, but I want to see Philly. I want to see the reaction they give. I just want to see it. Oh, I, I, oh my God. Never mind. I'll stop now. Billy would love it. But, uh, all right. So getting back on topic here, we, uh, we've been talking about movies, uh, rebooting that we don't want to see happen. We would never want to see a movie ever get rebooted this way or, or reimagined this way or, or replacing the actors because they're not able to be replaced. So, uh, I'm going to propose the question to the panel then. What movie? Doesn't matter, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, two years ago, would you want to see a reboot? Or do you think actually needs one, and why? And even more so, who would you cast? Oh, man. I've been thinking about that now for about three hours, and I still can't think of one. <laughs> I can't. Actually, it'd be one of the things like, that was so horribly done, so I'm get another director to do it. Recast the whole thing. Well, we, uh, you and I touched base on this last week, and yeah. I, I, I will still stand firm that the one movie, just simply because the book was so great, the one movie that I absolutely demand a reboot, you know, and do it right this time would be Battlefield Earth. Yeah, you did say that. The book was <laughs> phenomenal. I mean, it inspired a freaking fanatical religion, for God's sake. And the best you can give us was that flop of a movie with John Travolta and Forrest Whitaker. Two great actors, but it was a horrible freaking movie. Remember the blob? <laughs> We're going to talk B-rates now. 70s, 60s, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, th- I think it was like 50s or 60s. Yeah, the original. They rebooted the, they rebooted the Fog. Remember, they had the original Fog. They rebooted the one. They gave it to um, Tom Welling from Smallville. Right. What a club. How are you going to reboot that? Who would you cast? Because it just popped in my head just now. I'm thinking, oh, wait a second, the blob. That movie was horrible. I'm trying to remember the story of the blob. It's been so many years since I've even seen it. Like, I know it's like this big gelatin mass that's just, like, rolling over and eating everything. But I'm, like, you know, like, if you were to mention, like, War of the Worlds, I know it's, like, the story of... You know what? You know uh, humanity's fight against aliens that couldn't handle our uh, parasites in the air, or if you were talking about like uh, you know some other cheesy B rates where I had a little bit more like 
remembrance of of the characters and the main storyline behind it. I don't know who I would cast in it. I'd have to watch the movie again. So uh, actually thinking about rebooting it. That's the funny part that you brought it up. Oh really? They're negotiating another reboot. Who's who's the director? That they don't know. It's all like pre-production, all that fun stuff. No shit. But what? hold on, rewind for just a second. Chris mentioned, or he, wow, you mentioned something wild about what? rebooting the stuff. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Damn it! It was this reboot. Something was rebooted recently, and you mentioned it. And I can't think of what you just said. Can you remember any of the movies you just mentioned that were like reboots and went from bad to worse? Oh my it was, god! Uh, it was just done. Oh god! It was rebooted. Oh my god! You said the fog. Um, right. I was then, joking about that. Then you said and the then, blob, and I turned around and I said something. Oh, oh, War of the Worlds. That's it. That with, was rebooted. Yeah, with uh, with uh, Tom Cruise. What's that? With Tom Cruise. Tom yeah, Cruise. as a TV series also. Was it? I didn't know about the TV yeah. series. It, it was, it was, um, it was either that or, no, 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 I'm sorry, it wasn't World of Worlds, it was V. Remember the letter V? Oh, yeah, 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 V. That was rebooted as a TV series, and I loved it as a kid. Loved it as a kid. This one, no, nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. I was a Not fan. Not to cut you off, but I got some information for you. I was just looking on my phone here. All right. Uh, the, director, the director for The Blob is supposed to be a guy named Simon West, and the top build cast is Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> All right, you take take my money right there, Sam Sam L. As long as he gives one of them speeches or at least motherfuckers yeah. once or twice, I'm down yeah. with it. Like That's I want right. to see. I'm going to see his movies in a heartbeat. I want to see him. I want to see him standing there with a nickel-plated fucking desert eagle right in front of the blob. Like motherfucker, do you know what day it is? Okay, <laughs> 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 yeah. The movie SWAT. They rebooted that. He was one of the guys, and that was a kick-ass movie. Okay. From the TV from the 70s show. SWAT was good. Really good. Well, here's one for you. How about how about a reboot of uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space? I never saw the first one. Oh, I never saw you got to watch like, that. That's one of the, that's one of them hurt your brain movies that are just fun. I don't have a time. <laughs> I really don't have a time for migraine. I got a 16 year old. That's my migraine. <laughs> All right. What about you, Hayden? What you got? What you got for a uh, reboot that you would want to see done? Oh, want to see done? Because it's been done so horribly, I'd like to see somebody actually take their time with it and make it work. The troll movies. The troll? Like the treasure the troll trolls? So bad they're good. <laughs> are we I'm talking sure are we talking like the garbage pail kids type trolls, the treasure trolls uh, or the jewels? And the goofy hair? Exactly the one where the guy has a fly that lands on his nose and he's like, Oh my god. Those stupid troll movies. Oh man! See, we're going back into guilty pleasure movies. That 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 well, that kind talking of talking about think about you going. Wait a minute! I remember that. Um, you said the troll. There was another. Oh man! <laughs> not Gremlins. Not um, Critters. Leprechaun. That's it. That's it. Leprechaun. Leprechaun. That's it. <laughs> it was so fucking stupid. It was hysterical to watch. Costume. Hey, fuck you, bitch, and eat some. Like, that's how it's supposed to be. 
That's how it is in the hood. All right, yeah. I'll, oh. I'll give you one. Yeah, uppercut in the hood. Remember I'll, that. I'll give you one. Masters going, of the Universe. All right, stop right there. They, they're actually making that. That's being done. I know. I know, but do you I, think they should? I mean, we're talking about the Dolph Lundgren classic, Masters of the Universe. I'll say no, and I'll say no for one reason. All right. Back then, Masters of the Universe is a popular cartoon. Today, nobody has a clue. So you're putting it out there for a reboot, which is fine, but no one's going to know. This is going to be another movie on a single film and just make it over again And because... Some popular actor that you know, Scott Steiner or whatever guy, you know, big and bulky, he's gonna be playing He Man. Oh, god, not Scott Steiner, he could barely play Scott Steiner. He can barely walk, alone. <laughs> I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of opposite. I, I, I want to see it, and I'll say this much of course, I'm of the age where I remember He Man, the cartoon, and, and the toys, and everything else, but I mean. I would want to see it if it's done right. If it's like Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. In other words, like the medieval fantasy meets fan- futuristic fantasy opera. And they do it true to the classic He-Man story. As opposed to like what, what the 80s movie did. Where they traveled to the 80s and discovered ch- Kentucky Fried Chicken. And thought that this... Universal Key was a keyboard that played really cool synthesizer music. If they did it right, I could see that being a very lucrative franchise and would definitely uh, pick back up with a fan base. What do you think, Brian? I'd have to agree. I can't really argue argue against that. Thorn? Um, that talked about in at fashion. Sure. I'm kind of on the fence about it still, but in the same breath, if you're talking about taking that style, the way you said Lord of the Rings and um, Star Wars. Star Wars, thank you. <laughs> I, I, I haven't had my medicine today, so I'm kind of like all messed nice up. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going through a bipolar moment. Uh, it could work. But again, it's got to be done correctly. If it's not done correctly, there's no point in playing. Okay. All right. Um, moving moving along. I mean, we we're talking about guilty pleasure movies and everything else. Uh, you mentioned the Leprechaun. How about Critters? Who remembers hey. Critters? Oh, the little bowling balls with the spikes on them. Mm-hmm. The 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 uh, interdimensional bounty hunters that change their shapes and faces. And I'm sorry, my favorite one is that kept uh, was the one that kept looking at the Playboy magazines and winding up be turning into that hot ass <laughs> woman. <laughs> Alright, what's that? I got a guilty pleasure movie I'm listening Tank. What was that? Who? Tank Girl Oh my god, Tank Girl That was uh, uh, Cindy Lauper, wasn't it? No, nah, it was the uh, little sister from the League of Their Own movie I can't think of her name Oh, oh Yeah, duh she she was not Dottie. She was uh, she was Kit. Kit, yeah, she was Kit in the uh, in the League of Their Own. Uh yeah, I I could definitely see that. Um, I've never seen it. I've ne- I've never seen it, but I could definitely see a reboot of it. Again, one of those reimaginings to bring the franchise back. Cause that, 
If, correct me if I'm wrong, Tank Girl was based off of a comic book, was it not? It was, and the director wanted to really follow the comic, but the powers that be at the, uh, what do you call, studio had all their input and basically ruined it. Well, see, I think I think that was part of the problem with a lot of the 80s and early 90s movies, was you were still dealing with the fact that a lot of Hollywood studios were being run by let's let's face it they were being run by pepsi you know and 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 stuff of that nature where all they cared about was product placement and what they thought was demographically cool for their target audiences as opposed to actually worrying about creating a decent movie unfortunately though we talked about this earlier when it comes down to that the demographic and what's right, what's wrong, what's right, what's wrong. We have all this shit going on now in today's times. You gotta be careful with what you're doing. And people are gonna continue to say it's Hollywood. It's make believe, whether it's a true story or not. You're still making it up. You still got someone playing somebody. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna tell me the story of the life of YGW is being played by Shawn Michaels and Triple H, and they're gonna get all upset about it. No, get over it. Somebody's playing somebody. It is what it is. I just want to go on. Who cares if they used uh, a thing of mustard and do whatever they're going to do with it? I just want to go on record stating. What? I just want to go on record stating Shawn Michaels and Triple H would never play us. (laughs) (laughs) Or we. Uh, what? Anyway, uh, not putting anything out there. Shoot, pay him, thing. My whole. It doesn't matter how you say or do things. I could go, boo. You re- reboot Casper to Friendly Ghost, and they say, oh, it's Halloween. It's not religious. It's too religious of a, of a thing because she's hoping her mom's. Really? Stop. They're talking about Casper the Friendly Ghost. Who cares? Well, you, actually, actually pointing out Casper, you bring up another reboot. Uh, well, not a reboot, a sequel. Uh, a long standing sequel that is rumored to be in the works. Uh, recasting a lot of its original members. Uh, Beetlejuice 2. I heard about that. So have I. How are you guys feeling on that one, bringing Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder back for a second round? Only if it's Michael Keaton playing them. Same Only here. If it's not him, if it's somebody else. Michael did that role so well that they had to make a cartoon out of it. <laughs> it was a- Hey, Come on, the thing, yeah, only Michael Keaton can do that. But I don't, I don't think the cartoon like really kept with the spirit of the of the movie because Beetlejuice was yeah. a bad ghost. He wasn't, he wasn't Winona Ryder's character's buddy. Yeah. Oh man, I can't get it. Never mind. <laughs> Let's try a show. Let's try. Somebody was pulling out with a Volkswagen Beetle with blue though. I was trying to get it on camera, but that didn't work. Just for the sake of us. Should they get? Sorry, audience, you screwed. <laughs> Should they what? get should they get Baldwin and Davis into the movie? Um, what's the point? They were kind of still living in uh, what was their name's house? One of the writers' character, D- D- Dilia, Lilia, whatever. Something like that. You know, I've been calling her babes a lot. Um, I can't think. I was going to have a dry spell so, you know, if we keep our brains smoked enough where they are. I don't remember what the name was, but what would, they, what would it be about, though? That's my know. question. Are you going to reboot it or sequel it? 
As far as I understand, it's a sequel. It is actually supposed to be Beetlejuice 2. Uh, I don't know any more than that. I can't even confirm if it's really a legitimate thing. I mean, I know it's legitimately been talked about, but whether it's actually in production, if Tim Burton is actually writing a script for it, uh, because from what I understand, he is the one attached to it, which it's one of those, Beetlejuice is one of those movies like the original Batman that I would not ever say a bad word about Tim Burton with. Now, as far as, like, the Alice in Wonderland Tim Burton movies or the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movies, they're fucking horrible. Oh, the Wax Dogs DC movie. Yeah, they're fucking horrible. Sweeney Todd was fucking horrible. Okay, but the original Batman movie, Batman Returns, Beetlejuice are probably three of the best movies Tim Burton has ever done. Now, let me ask you a question about that, about Tim Burton and the type of movies he's done. He seems to have gone from a normal, regular type of movie like Beetlejuice, like Batman, where it's a normal thing, a normal fantasy, if you will, to extravagant, like Charlie and Jack the Factory, Alice in Wonderland. I mean, it's all glorified, it's all light show, it's all, um, you're going from a tiny little thing to this big show the lights and the flicks and the flat you know what i mean well i think all the clap i think what's that i think tim was the type and correct me if i'm wrong here uh i think like i think tim burton was the type of director that he liked being weird for the sake of being weird i mean edward scissorhands uh the nightmare before christmas uh the corpse bride extremely weird and and for lack of better term gothic type of visual stylings you know it was he 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 would never do a love story unless it had something to do with some sort of corpse which is cool with yeah which is fine but i think as he got older and as special effects started catching up i definitely think he took the weirdness level to like extra bounds to where mm-hmm. it's no longer even cute edward scissorhands you felt for the guy you know, uh, Beetlejuice, you laughed at the guy. Uh, Batman, you were in awe of the spectacle of of just the the enclosed gothic feel of Gotham City, and and the darkness of of the Batman to the really psychotic but extremely entertaining Joker. Played by the marvelous, and I don't care what anybody says, the best incarnation of live-action Joker thus far, Jack Nicholson. Not taken away from anybody else. He was just my number one pick. But then you go into, like, Alice in Wonderland. And quite honestly, the first time I saw Tweedledee and Tweedledum in a picture for that movie... I was done. It was like, no, this looks like complete ass. You know? <laughs> Just go back to the go back to the Disney cartoon and be happy with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> what's your what's your take, Hayden, on Tim Burton and his stylings? Like you were saying about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that was I, I didn't care for it. I much prefer the original. It was just John, Johnny Depp being way too 
Johnny, yeah. I think I think one of the I think one of the biggest things about that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory was, I think Willy Wonka in that movie felt more like a creepy Jack Sparrow than what Gene Wilder made him to be, which was this magical candy man, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there was too much there's too much goth and too much dark involved in what Johnny Depp was doing. Johnny Depp is more of a goth, dark kind of guy. Like Jack Sparrow was, like uh, Edward Scissorhands, he's more of a, a, there's nothing else to say, a dark, gothic kind of guy. He is that style of person, a Count Dracula, if you will, not happy-go-lucky clowns. But he did start off as a preppy boy. Remember, his first movie was A Nightmare on Elm Street, where he played uh, Nancy's boyfriend, who was pretty much, you know, the, the preppy jock. So, I mean, he can do other roles. He was also in 21 Jump Street, but his career made him go from being a yuppie-style person, pardon the expressions on it, you know, a hipster, whatever you want to call him, or the pretty boy, all the way up to now he's basically Count Dracula because he did do a vampire movie. <laughs> Dark Shadows, which was yeah, a reboot. I, <laughs> I like Dark Shadows. I mean, they're all good. So, see, we're, st- we're keeping on theme there. Dark Shadows was a reboot, so. Mm-hmm. All right, um... Now again, you know what? What other movies would you want to see them redo? Dude, who's in town tonight? I have no idea. I think I just saw Mikey Whipwreck. <laughs> well, he probably lives here. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think he has a career anymore. Hey, Mike, if you're listening, I'm sorry, but you know, truth be told, I don't even think you have it. He has a career anymore. Um. I just, I just saw a guy look just like him driving by. Like, Winky? Nah, no way. <laughs> but keep in mind, I'm, at, I'm sitting here in a Wawa, and I'm watching the people go by left and right. All right, for, for, people, for people outside of the East Coast area who probably have no idea, that are listening, have probably no idea what the hell a Wawa is, please explain to them what Wawa is. It's a convenience store with gas, like sheets, like Royal Farms. Um, the Seven Eleven. No, yeah, it's a. I don't want to say a better version of Sev, but it is. I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I'll try to be nice here. Hi, how you doing? I gotta go. I gotta follow up. Sure. But hi. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, your wife doesn't listen to this show, does she? Watch. <laughs> <laughs> You'll see Facebook go. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Actually, over an hour in, so I don't think it'll. Yeah. No, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Um. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's change topics here. Uh, anybody got anything they want to bring to the table? Uh, off the top of my head, because it's funny how we're talking about things not being, and then it just starts coming out. That's it. Yeah. That's what I love about this whole thing. But which, by yeah. the way, guys, if you have any uh, any ideas, things you want to hear us talk about, leave a comment on the videos or the uh, podcast. Uh, go to our Facebook page. Uh, you know, uh, fourth breaking the fourth wall. Just look us up on Facebook. Look us up on Twitter. Uh, we'll uh, post your post your uh, post your questions. Post your suggestions. Post anything you want us to talk about, and we'll do it. Because let's face it. 
This is a non-parental uh, advisory show. We'll talk about porn if you want. We won't do any, but we'll watch some and talk about it. Well, I might do some, but not with you guys. <laughs> I'm hoping you'd go further into that with a deeper explanation. Ah, pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a short video. It would be. Very short. <laughs> God damn it, why? Alright, uh, Hayden, what about you, man? Anything anything you want to bring to the table? Anything you want to discuss before we get ready to close out the show? Uh, just a real quick go back to what we were talking about a second ago. Uh -huh. They're actually coming out with a reboot of Child's Play, but it's going to be Brad Dourif still playing Chucky. Well, that's interesting. Now, we're talking about they're rebooting the series? Or is it going to yeah, be more like a prequel, sequel? Yeah, they want to start fresh. But they're, the but they're keeping but, the original actor. Uh -oh. The original actor? Who did Brad who who voiced the doll? The so the re they're basically redoing the whole thing for today. Right, right. So yeah, rebooting it, just same people. And then and then the death kids are just yeah, they're um freshening it up. I can I can deal with that. I mean, you got the original actor, and part of the charm of ch the Child's Play franchise was how that doll was played. You know, mm -hmm. so keeping the original actor who knows how to play that role, yeah. I could I could buy into that. I could I could definitely get behind that as long as it's done right. I mean, if it becomes fucking Wes Craven scream movies, no, fuck you, forget it. You know. Yeah, the, uh what was he thinking? Uh, well, what was he thinking? What was he thinking? Okay, let's talk about reboots and, and Wes Craven for a minute here. Nightmare on Elm Street got rebooted with the uh, with that one idiot who was also in the, the reboot of RoboCop as Freddy Krueger. It was fucking horrible. A horrible, horrible reboot. Now there's rumors that they want to do another reboot of Nightmare on Elm Street. What? Let me finish. They do right. want to keep Robert England in the role of Freddy Krueger, as he should be, but Robert yeah. England's up there in years. So what they're talking about is making Freddy completely CGI, and Robert England would just voice him. Then what's the point? Leave it, leave the nostalgia, leave it be. It was a great series. It went to comedy and came back. Um, everything Robert England did was fantastic. Um, there's, I see Robert England and anything else, I think Freddy Krueger. And that's that's all there is to it. That reboot that he did with the other guy that played, um, he was in the 18 movie. Wasn't that him or no? Uh, the only thing I've ever noticed him, uh, what else he was in, like I, I think he was in something called Twin Peaks or some shit like, like that too, or, or something like that. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but I do know he was the, uh, he was the guy training RoboCop in the re RoboCop reboot. Yeah. I saw 10 minutes of the RoboCop reboot and I turned it off because it reminded me of Iron Man. There's oh, no point watching it. It's fucking, that was, again, another reboot that should never have happened. And it had such great potential, especially with having Michael Keaton in the damn movie. Mm -hmm. Michael Keaton was great in the movie. I'll give him that much. I was able to sit through the movie enough to see his participation yeah. in it. But beyond that, That's... I mean, they, they destroyed what RoboCop was. They, yeah, there's nothing else to say about it. it. It was wrecked. It was a train wreck I couldn't watch. It was, one, 
it was, away from. It was one of those ones, I went to the theaters, I love RoboCop, so I went to the theater to see it. I wanted to love it. I wanted to so bad. I went in there saying, they're giving me Robo. I know he's going to be black now, you know, black suited now and all that. And I get it. T- sign of the times. He doesn't need to be the big boxy guy that he was. You know, I wanted so much to love this movie. And what they did to it was. Oh. <laughs> Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley. Thank you. Jackie Haley. Was the name of the actor who uh, played Freddy Krueger in the reboot. So he did a horrible, horrible job. He was too trying to be too horrifying versus being a comic horrifying. And when he goes to the girl and she's screaming, he goes, why are you screaming? I haven't even cut you yet. First things first, Freddy Krueger never would have said, why are you screaming? I never would have cut you yet. Or he would be like, why are you screaming? I haven't even cut you yet. Ha ha. And then go swinging at her. This guy gets all like demonic and shit. He's like, dude, Freddy Krueger's not demonic. He is, but he isn't. See, with, Apparently, with... Go ahead. on the subject of reboots, Apparently, he's in a TV movie. I don't know if it's a reboot or not, but it says The Tick. The, the he's t- going to be the terror. Spoon! <laughs> the Tick. And then, I'm getting out of this conversation because it's getting bad. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I got to make some money. Oh, my oh. Lord. Well, on that note, yeah, we're going to go ahead and end this podcast right here on this. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening in. Uh, final thoughts, uh, Hayden? Uh, just great to enjoy myself. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> well, hopefully, you, you got to you, you talk too much, man. You got to let other people talk once in a while. I'm just going to let you know that. <laughs> Thorn. Um, <laughs> it was an honor and a privilege on my half. On my behalf, my third, however you want to word it, to uh, hang out with y'all for about an hour or two. Uh, I hate to go in that direction, but I will. Um, I enjoyed the conversation. You guys, again, are great friends, great brothers, and um, I'm looking forward to it. All right, and I appreciate everybody coming in and uh, hanging out with me. Uh, both you guys, thank you very, very much. It is my honor and privilege to, to be uh, doing this with you guys. I uh, want you guys to remember that also this uh, this coming Saturday is a new episode of America's Pop Culture Magazine. Uh, make sure you check in on that and uh, check us out in our new home in WKKHTV.com or www.wkkhtv, uh, which will be where the podcast is uploaded. Uh, we will also still be uploading a, a YouTube version of the podcast on, on our YouTube page, so make sure you check that out as well. Um, thank you very much, guys. Check in with us next week as we talk more movies, music, video games, love life, whatever, whatever we feel like talking about. Till then, till then, I've been Chris Wilde and uh, Brian uh, Hayden and uh, Mike Thorne, and we thank you very much. Have a good night. Kill it out. Three, two, one, go. Huh? I just hit record. Alright. Got the music playing. It's so great that we open our shows trying to let music play and while we do it, we talk over it. <laughs> Alright, there we go. Volume's all the way up.
Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting episode of the number one podcast you've never heard of, Breaking the Fourth Wall. I'm your host, Chris Wilde, and with me is my co-hosts, Mike Amadeus Thorne and Brian Hayden, welcoming him for the first time. So guys, say hello to the audience and tell them what you think or don't think. Hi, hi, hi! <laughs> Hello, you don't think? That's why you're on this program. Exactly. You don't think you don't have anything to think with or about, reply. <laughs> All right, tonight.